Welcome to Crosstown Cardboard, a sports card podcast with two collectors from opposite sides of New York City. Craig and Carmine share sports card stories from the perspective of a teacher and broadcaster. This is Crosstown Cardboard. Welcome to Crosstown Cardboard, episode 29, with my good buddy Craig at New York City Sports Cards, the math teacher, the soccer coach, and me at Carmine's Cards, otherwise known as Carmine, the sports and news broadcaster here in Southern Oregon, but we're both from the New York City area. And that ties perfectly into our topic for episode 29. It's close to the heart, repping your city. R-E-P-P-I-N apostrophe, because we're hip still, even though we're both <laughs> we're in our late 20s and uh, Craig is 30. But uh, we're repping our city through our collection. And we're going to talk about, of course, our New York Knicks. Now, at the time of recording, up three to one on the Cavs. We could win our first playoff series in a decade. We also have some cool family stories. I'm worried it could get a little emotional with the, the family ties to the collection. And we're talking about repping your city through your collection, which Craig is going to elaborate on and uh, is a great way to get introduced to the hobby and keep your hobby fire going to uh, current action that's going on with your teams. But Craig, first of all, how are you doing? What do you think about how our Knicks have played? I'm a little surprised we've done so well. I have not been this excited in so long just to be a Knicks fan and everything ties together. It's the Knicks. It's being proud to be from New, uh, in New York City. My cards, my collection and family and everything is just tying together right now for a perfect storm. I went to the Knicks game on Sunday with my father. It was just oh. an, incre- an incredible, incredible experience for so many reasons that I want to keep it about cardboard here, but what a special day that was. Knicks got the win. It was a perfect day at Madison Square Garden, a Sunday matinee. And I came home after that game, all happy, all cheery. And I was just staring at my Knicks card collection, which I think sparked this theme of if you like collecting and you have a collection that you build up, you have to have a part of your collection be the team and the city that you represent. Because a little bit more to behind it. Forget about like the, the financial side of cards and hobby for a second, but just having a collection that ties you to certain memories and your favorite players. And man, it's fun to have a uh, pick up Nick's cards, especially right now. So I'm buzzing right now. I hope uh, that that's coming through the airwaves. Yes. Especially if you're watching on the Crosstown Cardboard YouTube and you're getting the visual of those pearly whites that Craig is displaying for a, a huge smile. And by the way, before we get into our episode here, If you like what you're watching or listening to, make sure to subscribe, like, leave a review, uh, hit that bell notification so you don't miss any episodes. We drop every Wednesday on Crosstown Cardboard. So, Craig, you were at the game on Sunday. I know we're going to get into the cardboard, but it's not that often where a close friend of mine goes to Madison Square Garden, watches the Knicks win, and you were sending me videos. We were texting, and uh, I was just feeding off your energy on the couch, you know, 3,000 miles away from MSG. But what was it like to be in the world's most famous arena during a Knicks playoff win for you? When I tell you everything of that day was perfect, even the Carnegie Deli me and my dad got before the game uh, in Madison Square Garden. We, we got there pretty early. I swear to God, it was the best batch of corned beef and pastrami I've ever had in my life. <laughs> it was just perfect. But to see it, 
we got, like I said, I met my father early. Uh, we got there about an hour before the game, and you slowly start to see the crowd just build up. And there, ha- there were moments of the, of the game, just watching the game. And, of course, I'm focusing on the basketball, seeing how the Knicks are doing, watching Josh Hart grab offensive rebounds, oh, yeah. seeing Brunson just do his thing in the mid-range. But every once in a while, I had to find myself just soaking it all in and looking around and seeing the crowds and hearing the people. And I'm like, man, what a surreal experience as a sports fan. My father and I went to a Knicks playoff game in 1999, the Larry Johnson four-point play game. That was the last time him and I had been to a playoff game together. So to share this experience, it was unbelievable. Uh, MSG always shows, like, the celebrities that are there. And I remember at one point they showed Bernard King. Obviously, Bernard King, Knicks legend, got a huge, huge ovation. So I immediately opened up my uh, my card Instagram, and I'm like, Dad, look at this Walt Frazier Bernard King card I have. How cool is this? As I'm yep. holding it up on the screen here, dual patch auto from one of my favorite sets, SP Game Used. So it was just a moment like that as far as out repping your city where here I am at the Knicks game, playoff game with my father, Bernard King's on the screen. And I immediately turned my mind to my Bernard King dual patch auto. So it's like a, a way to tie my favorite Knicks and my love for collecting with one of my favorite cards. Awesome. Awesome. I love that you had that moment, not only with the Knicks, but also with your dad sharing a an incredible uh, victorious moment for the Knicks. And that leads perfectly into repping your city through your collection, but also another great family story you have that you had, you told me an epiphany recently. Oh man. Okay. I feel like I'm talking a lot here, but you know what? That's great. Of- You're great. You're a great talker. Guess what? This Thank is a you. podcast. So it's, it. it's nice that people are listening. Like I, on a normal class period today, for example, I'm teaching 20 kids Eight of them are on their phones. Another two of them are sleeping. So it's nice to to uh, put out the good word and for people to actually receive it. So anyway, I did have an epiphany as far as me as a collector. And yeah. what, what, what a moment of clarity this was. So my grandmother, who lives in Florida, she's uh, 87, 88, a little bit older physically, probably not her best right now. But she has always been a very talented artist and a collector and lover of art. So her whole house is filled with you know, you got, you got your tchotchkes here and there. Typical grandparent. Tchotchke, right? Great word. Great word. Um, but she has a lot of really unique art pieces, collections, paintings from her lifelong of travels. So I had this moment. I'm like, well, this is my grandma's lover, love for art and her collection. It's really not much different than cards. Right. So I called up my grandma yesterday. Longest conversation I've had with her in a long time. And I said, you know, grandma, I know you've always liked art. Uh, can I ask you a few questions? And the questions were, um, when you look around your house and you see these art pieces, are you able to tie them to certain memories and moments in time where you got this piece? She's like, yeah, of course. So I'm like, can you uh, take a take a look at one of your art pieces on the wall right now and tell me about it? And she was able to describe it like that. I said, interesting. Well, would you say a lot of these art pieces are valuable? She's like, yeah, of course. I have this, this Brito piece and it's worth a lot. And it will go down to my family members one day. I'm like, but you would never sell it, right? Because you love your art. She's like, yeah, of course. I'm like, grandma, this all makes sense now. Because <laughs> everything we are talking about with you and your art is exactly how I view my collection of sports cards. Where every card I have in my case here, I could tie to exactly where I was, who I got it from. I'm going to pull out a card from random right here. Weston McKinney Superfactor. I'll never forget how jazzed up I was when I got this from National. Let's just pull out another card for argument's sake. Giannis, game-worn three-color patch. I actually got this one from Rob, our good friend, the sports card therapist. So there's a card that's tied to a memory. 
And yeah, these things have value, right? Just like my grandma's art pieces have value, but I don't really want to sell them because one, I'm fortunate enough to be in a position in life where I don't have to, but also because it's the memories and the significance of these cards that means more than the values. But at the same time, yeah, you, you do have these assets here. So it's amazing to think that my grandma, who's many years older than me, a lifelong art collector and a lover of art, she painted herself. It's like all of those traits passed down to me. And the way she views her art is exactly the way I go about my card collecting. That's awesome. That's awesome. Collecting is in your DNA. It is. It really is. But that's really cool how you can have those connections to whatever you're into, like your collecting of painting, like your grandma or cards or, you know, you like fashioning your own bow and arrows or whatever, you know, like Bo Jackson or whatever it is that you have that connection to something. And it, even though it's an inanimate object, it makes you get these feelings that give more meaning to whatever that thing is. Sure. And, you know, granted, when my grandma's picking up these pieces of art, She's obviously in foreign countries. I'm not exactly, you know, traveling across the world to pick up these cards, but that doesn't change that the memories for me tied to them are the people, right? The people that I was able to get these cards from or the circumstances that makes it special and memorable. Wow. That's deep, super. Right? Pretty that's deep. Super. Yeah, no, that's great. That's almost great. Like I, it's almost like I, uh, at least from a collecting side, it's like I understand my purpose in, within this whole hobby and it's all easy for me now. What, what, what cards can I pick up that, has a memory tied to it and just means a lot to me, something that I'd be proud to hand out to my family in the future. So what do you look for, Craig, when you're thinking, all right, I want to rep my city. What type of cards get you going in that way where your grandma feels the same way about her artwork? Good question. So in just thinking about going to the Knicks game and being a part of New York City and my dad went home. I was hanging around the block after the game. See, all the videos that you see of the Knicks fans going wild, I was on the outskirts, but I was seeing everything going on. It was unbelievable. And I, was just, I was just so proud to be a Knicks fan right there. So yeah. as far as my actual collecting, what, what do I love? If you listen to this podcast, you know I love nice, big, chunky, game-worn patches. I just think, especially with the Knicks, the orange, the blue, and the white, it just pops. Oh, yeah. So this past Friday, I was off from work. And I met Joey D cards at Bleaker Trading and Cards and Coffee. So that was cool to see uh, our friend, listener of the pod, who Cavaliers fan, but lives in Boston. He was in town. We went to Bleaker. We kicked it for a little bit. We broke some wax in the back. I got some John's Bleaker pizza. You know, if I'm going to show you the best card store in New York, I might as well give you the best pizza in New York at the same time. Wow. That's, just, that's just the New York City hospitality that I provide for my people. <laughs> right. But Cards and coffee, I did make a trade. I traded a couple of pieces where the value was probably in their favor, but meant nothing to me. And in return, I got this 2016-17 Panini Noir Carmelo Anthony Game Worn Patch. Nice and chunky. I think it's from the W New York numbered out of 25. You don't even have to ask. Of course, it's Game Worn. <laughs> and That's great. That's great. I'll never forget how the announcer used to always say Carmelo and Daddy. Right. And that was the last time the Knicks were good. 2012, let's say. Yeah. And I didn't have I didn't have a Carmelo card in my collection. And when we talk about repping your repping your team and repping your city through your collection, I'm gonna be a lifelong Knicks fan. My kids yeah. in the future, I can only hope are the same. So when I'm sorting through my collection, looking at cards and using said cards to be able to tell stories about the Knicks, 
there was no Carmelo card in my collection. So I'm thinking, wow. how can I possibly go through my lifelong fandom as a Knicks fan without mentioning Carmelo Anthony? So no, you, can't. you can't. And that's the fun thing about cards is my way to commemorate that or fill the hole in my collection was to pick up this nice game-worn Carmelo chunky patch. That's great. That's great. Good for you. And uh, by the way, Joe, he still has some faith in his calves. You know, a couple episodes we mentioned uh, a couple episodes ago, we mentioned we have this friendly wager with Joe since he's such a major Cavs fan about our Knicks and Cavs series. And I don't want to jinx the Knicks, but we're up 3-1 at time of recording. 95% of teams that are up 3-1 go on to win the series. So I'm hoping that each of us can get our $25 card from Joe and uh, the Knicks close it out. So uh, don't want to jinx One thing I got to say to that. Okay. Job's not finished. (laughs) Nice. Craig's holding up a Kobe autograph on card. That's uh really nice. Okay. Well, let me uh let me now go uh about how I'm repping my city with uh the Knicks. I have a bunch, you know, one of my that I've never showed off before uh with us, but one of my things that I like to collect is uh on card Knicks autos of any Nick. Any Nick that that but it has to be in their uniform of the Knicks. So I think I'm up to 18 different Knicks autos, like uh, Stefan Marbury. I'll show them off real oh, quick. I love that on the uh, YouTube, and then you know I'll describe them on the podcast if you're just listening. Second, second star Stefan Marbury reference that's been made to me today. By the way, what was the other during Card Club today? Someone pulled out a Stefan Marbury card, and I'm like, I told my students, I'm like, you guys don't even know about those Starberry shoes from Stephen. <laughs> Fifteen bucks. 15 bucks. I was going to say you could go there and you could buy 10 different pairs for the, for the cost of a deal of century, but that's sweet. So you have a Marbury on card Knicks autograph, obviously. Yeah. Marbury, Tim Hardaway, Jr. John Starks. And also rep. Yeah. This is cool. Skybox, John Starks auto. Uh, And I don't know if I've told this story on the podcast before, but it ties into rep in your city as well, because John Starks came to my high school one time and challenged, uh, I was in eighth grade at the time, challenged whoever wanted to play him in a three-point shooting contest. And did I tell this story before? I think you I'll, did, I'll, yeah. Because <laughs> I could have beaten John Starks, the sharpshooting Knicks legend, except in the game seven of the finals. I should have beaten him in a three-point shooting contest. I went six for eight from the three. John Starks missed his first two, so he would have had to go six for six to tie me. And he restarted his three-point mm-hmm. shooting, and then he beat me. He went seven for eight. But that's okay, John. He was uh, at the Knicks game on Sunday, along with you, Craig, as well, pumping everybody up. Me and, me and my buddy, John. Got this uh, Mark Jackson. Like that. In used patch auto with his signature, God bless signature. Raymond Felton. Nick's uh, point guard. He he led us those years in uh, early 2010s that we had some success. Not bad. He was not Can bad. Charles Oakley, another Skybox Autographics. Love that. Big man in the middle. Along with, uh, you know, that's really when the Knicks were contenders back then with Ewing and, uh, you know, Anthony Mason and those guys. Uh, John Starks was on those teams too. Of course, David Lee. Of course. 
Shout out to the big man. And I got my David Lee uh, gold rookie BGS 95 numbered at a 99. Listen, death taxes and David Lee putting up 20 and 10. That's right. Yes, David. (laughs) David versus Goliath. Latrell Spreewell. He was there. He was there. He was a a nice part of our uh, teams back about 20 years ago, along with, uh, it was real. I mean, him and Alan Houston, that was a nice uh, wing combo you mentioned him bernard king on card auto and another one with a sweet spot or signature shots i like that i like that one yeah you like the signature shots bernard king bill cartwright little known nick national treasures auto kenny skywalker dunk contest big time leaper and these are just uh you know reflecting on the repping your city for our uh, New York Knicks, only uh, a few more here. Trevor Ariza, uncirculated auto with the hasn't game, been touched. Card has team used uh, jersey, and I think a cool aspect about this, Craig, too, is like you look at this like Alfred Payton flawless auto out of fifteen. You can have all these cards for like ten bucks. You know, I mean, like the legends, like Walt Frazier. You know. You have to pay a little bit more for, but still, for under fifty bucks, you could probably get this immaculate on-card auto numbered out of ninety-nine from Clyde, and then you listen to him broadcast. It's, we are so we are so spoiled with having him as a broadcaster. Yeah, we really are. Now, I think it's really cool that you you have this way more expensive Knicks card collection than I do. But I think the cool thing about that, and as I, I've always said, you should be able to tell a, a story with your collection. And with the Knicks autograph cards you just showed me, and then sticking to the theme of repping your city, you have to have a collection of your favorite teams, your favorite cities. So you could sift through that, and you're almost like jogging the memories in your head about players and moments. So I love that. Um, 100% agree. And a point that we made when we kind of came up with this theme was we always come up, try to come up with new creative ideas of how to get new people into the hobby, new participants. Mm -hmm. Maybe sports fans who maybe like to bet on sports but they don't do cards what's like such a simple way to get a sports fan into the hobby for the first time Uh, hey just collect your favorite players and teams so imagine uh, imagine the older generation than us right they're really big mets fans let's say only saying that because i have some mets cards in front of me so how do you get someone who is a mets fan into cards well who are your favorite players from your favorite players then you start to introduce them to your favorite sets. So Gary Carter, for example, one of the best Mets of arts of all time, RIP catcher. Someone's a Gary Carter fan. They so, said, you know what? I got two options for you. Here's his rookie card. Here's some various grades that you can get them in. Or here's a modern card. 2005 playoff absolute memorabilia makes this Gary Carter card that has like six different pieces of memorabilia in it, like a bat, a jersey, a glove. So, hey, you want a cool Gary Carter card for your collection? Here's a couple of options. Boom. Simple. Yeah. And you could even even start even broader, you know, just your favorite team or your favorite city, you know, repping your city. I mean, like, that's a that's a great point. That's a great way to get. And especially with your card club, get kids introduced to the hobby and then get them more introduced into sports if they're not the biggest fans. And then they it's almost like playing video games, too, back in the day. Like I would play FIFA and then all of a sudden now I understand way more about the game of soccer, the players, mm. whereas I wouldn't have had that port of entry to 
the sport if I hadn't played video games. It could be the same thing for your um, for your card collecting too. And I have a fun story. You know, you mentioned that just looking at something very similar to how you asked your grandmother to describe a painting that she was looking at. If we're looking at a card and I'm looking at this Landry Fields autograph of uh, playoff contenders 2010, 2011. And uh, I got this at a card show in Portland and I was looking through, you know, and by the way, if you pick up a PC item of rep in your city of your favorite team player, that can instantly make your card show or your card shop experience a success. That's all it could take, mm-hmm. you know? So like, you don't need to get like a, a great deal. Like, Oh, I bought this thousand dollar card at 75% comps. Now I can flip it. But if I buy a $5 Landry fields card, that can make my show because now it's adding to my Knicks PC of autographs. And now I'm, you know, getting close to 20 and further. So if I look at this Landry fields, I think, wow, I remember when Landry fields was a starter for us for like two, three years. Stanford. Yes. Yeah, Stanford, Stanford. Yes. Yeah, smart guy. And he fostered another Ivy League dude on his couch, Jeremy Lin, back in the day. So that can remind me of that, you know, which further makes me want to rep my city, rep the Knicks. Remember that time period in sports, which, by the way, I'm really looking for a Jeremy Lin auto and a Knicks jersey. Uh, If anybody out there has one, definitely hit me up at Carmine's Cards. And I remember the guy who I bought this from even. So it, it has multiple layers to the story of like how you got the card, but then also the memories it elicits when you look at the card and the tangential connections you can make to that team, that sport, that moment of time. And I remember when I bought this, the guy said, oh, I think he was surprised I was <laughs> interested because like who cares about a Landry Fields auto unless you're a Knicks fan. And he's like, is this like, are you going to go and try to flip this? Like, why are you interested in this? I'm like, if you find somebody who's flipping a Landry Fields autograph, you must be the best salesman in New York City, you know, because there's not that many people who want this. I said, I'm just a Knicks fan. He's like, oh, okay, okay. He was just like shocked that I was interested. in. Mm, Sounds like he doesn't listen to Crosstown Cardboard. He, well, it wasn't even started at the time. So we'll give him a pass. I mean, if we had built up this, you know, 250 subscriber following and growing, then maybe I could give him, uh, you know, a slap on the wrist, ask him for a discount from $5 to $4 for that Landry Fields auto. 20 full 20% discount. That's generous. (laughs) Let me ask you something about every card you just showed me. The same thing it has in common is the orange and blue. As a New York fan, the orange and blue just hits different, right? Yep. yep. What are your thoughts? And I had this conversation with a friend recently. I was looking at Jalen Brunson cards to buy. What are your thoughts of buying players on your team, but in a different uniform? So the perfect example would be, yes, I really want a Jalen Brunson card. Yes, I'm watching a couple of uh, 2022 Prism orange color matches on eBay right now. But what would you be your thoughts of like picking up a Mavericks rookie card? For me, it's just like nothing I would even consider. That's a great question. And I've debated this with myself a lot of times, not even for a team I like, but even for a team that a guy was on as a rookie, but has now moved on from. For And I think that to me, it, it hurts the collectability and it hurts the value and it hurts the intrigue of buying that card because the lineage of that card is kind of hurt by that person not being on that team anymore. For example, Donovan Mitchell, if you're looking at a 
let's say a National Treasures RPA or even just a rookie auto of Donovan Mitchell. Of course, he's going to be in the Utah Jazz uniform. Well, now he's building a legacy with the Cavs. Mm-hmm. So you're you're not watching that guy in the same jersey on that same team. To me, it hurts the collectability. It hurts the value. It hurts my interest in that card. So, but it's a little bit different if the guy's on your personal team. So in the Jalen Brunson scenario, I don't really like it. I, you know, maybe for an investment, if you're trying to go that route, which I know you're not, if you're getting like a Jalen Brunson card, I personally would wait for uh, a Knicks auto of Jalen Brunson because that connection that you have with him is less on the player just for the player. It's more so the player on your team is what I would go for. Yeah, I mean, this whole episode is about repping your city, repping your team. If I have a, if I pick up a Jalen Brunson rookie card on the Mavericks, that is not me repping my city. That is me repping a Dallas Mavericks card. Yeah, it's repping a player. It doesn't hit the same. It doesn't. It doesn't. Um, personal preference, I think most would agree with us. But it's, yeah, I'm curious what others think as far as collecting players. If it's a if it's a favorite player that's different, so uh, Al, who's the NYC hoops collector, he collects a lot of Ron Artest, and if I'm not mistaken, he gets him in various teams. He'll get Bulls, Ron Artest, Lakers. Um, okay, I think that's more because he likes the player. It's not like I just like a, him on a certain team. So that's different. As far yeah. as the team, yeah, give me orange and blue all day. Yeah, I mean, like I'm I'm wearing a Los Angeles Lakers shirt right now. Which cool. is not which is not repping my city, and I feel like a bit of a poser for even wearing this shirt. But I had to switch it up a little bit. But for example, if you're getting like a Julius Randle rookie auto or whatever card on the Lakers, you know that doesn't really interest me. I don't know about you, but he's a Knicks guy now. So you know, if I'm getting a Julius Randle, I want him on the Knicks. You know, yep. even though that's not cheaper, a cheaper too cheaper and he's he's criminally cheap for a, a guy who scores 25 points a game so uh oh speaking of sale prices for our knicks i wanted to give you an update because we talked oh, about i've been following oh yeah i know you've been following you you screenshotted me and showed me some of the progress <laughs> of, of my ebay sale because i listed that rj barrett rpa silhouettes with the big from what brands what player brand? one patch crown royale yeah. numbered out of 25 on card auto with the patch so I mentioned I was into it on the last episode. I paid two seventy five for it from uh, my buddy Vil Graffs, really good guy in the hobby. And so I was listing it for an auction to end a few hours after the Knicks game that you went to on Sunday, which we went played. up. He played great. He played, he played great. He had twenty six points. He shot well from the field, and uh, hopefully that's him breaking out of his slump because he has not been playing well the past few months. And, uh, you know, we went up 3-1. Looks like we're going to win the series now. Hopefully, fingers crossed, we can close it out. RJ played great. So it ended up selling for two fifty five dollars on bids. So that's $20, $20 less than paid. Yes, thank okay, you. Good, good. Unlike my Dak Prescott situation. Which <laughs> always back sad. to Dak. Always, it always goes back to Dak, you know, with listing these cards to sell right after a, a playoff game. But uh, I wish I was as successful as your Killing Mbappe in the World Cup. That was masterful. That that was touch of class, as they say on the pitch. Touch of class by you. You know, what can you do? If you got it, you got it. But uh, so, so this RJ, so it ended up selling 255 
and I'm ta- I'm basically taking a sixty dollar loss on the card after fees, but it was still fun. I was rooting for RJ like he was my brother. You, you maximize know? profit, like you, you you were able to cut your losses there given the timing. Yeah, it was, and that's a great point too because like with the same thing with the DAC or with the RJ, those are still good times to sell even if they didn't bring quite what I wanted. It's probably going to go down from unless I mean maybe the next you know when the next series it could go up a little bit more, but yeah. you can't try to time it at the exact peak. So uh, you you didn't get the value you wanted out of that. Uh, what is what's your takeaway? Maybe what maybe what lesson was learned? My takeaway was that it's not always about the money. You know, it's a that was a fun ride with the sure. RJ. It cost me the price of admission for that RJ Barrett and Nick's ride was $60. So I basically paid oh, for the win. Okay. For time. Okay. We talked about it on the podcast. We talked about it personally. I was rooting for RJ. I had, I felt I was repping my city even more during the Sunday Knicks game that you were at. You sent me the RJ Barrett chant at MSG, that video. Oof, that was good stuff. I was getting pumped. And um, can we put that in the uh, YouTube? The RJ chants? Let's yeah, put the RJ chant on the YouTube channel. I'll be yeah, I can try live, live video footage. Yeah, so that's great reporting. You're you're taking a page out of my book mm-hmm. there. So uh, that's my takeaway. You know, trying to look at it on the positive and say that was the price of uh, a fun ride. You know, with the Knicks, even though it didn't quite bring the price I wanted, and a good education. Yeah. You know, because that card didn't really have many comps. So like we were doing our negotiation that you denied me in. For we this. were spot on. I was spot on. I did say that card would be worth 250 to 300. I was, I yeah, yeah. No, you were spot on. You were spot on. So, as usual. So, it was, it was cool. It was cool to go through that. Uh, I love it. So, a couple uh, quick hitters to me uh, regarding repping your city. Yeah. I think if there's anything uh, to take out of this episode, it's the importance and the value of collecting cards of your favorite teams and your favorite players. So, David, are you, you're not a Mets fan, right? Uh, no, I, I was always Yankees growing up. Gotcha. So I'm Mets fan, Knicks, Islanders, orange and blue skies all day. This is a, a David Wright rookie card from 2001. Not a very expensive card, but nice. I remember we got this way, way back, probably close to 2002, 2003. And it's just kind of a card that stuck around with me this whole time. I, I don't need to sell it at this point. It's a, it's a memory. It reminds me of uh, my fanhood as a, as a big Mets fan growing up, David Wright was like one of the guys. So I keep his rookie card. There you go. You got another David Wright here. But here's my uh, here's a great New York City collecting story. Okay. Uh, Bleaker, Bleaker trade night. You know I love uh, always a good time at Bleaker. This was a few trade nights back, and I swear to God, I have always said one of my favorite products of all time. Very random. Is 2005 Upper Deck Fleer Patchworks baseball came with two mems and an autograph card per box. I remember I opened a f- two or three hobby boxes. My big poles were a Kurt Schilling MLB logo patch, one of one, game one. Oh, whoa, whoa, that's cool. Uh, pretty sweet. Uh, David Ortiz, Manny Ramirez, dual jersey, and a Miguel Cabrera rookie autograph card. Why do I say this? I was at Bleaker Trade Night uh, a few months back, and someone was selling his Mets collection. And my favorite Mets growing up were David Wright and Mike Piazza. Yeah, easy, yeah. clear. Easy, clear, one that's one and one B. One yeah, B. that's pretty easy. My favorite product, 2005 Upper Deck Fleer Patchworks Baseball. And what's my favorite type of card? Game worn chunky patches. Here I was at Bleaker Trade Night. $45 later, 2005 Fleer Patchworks 
David Wright, chunky game wow. one, hat, wow. and, on the, and on the back. No, Mike, Mike Piazza, chunky game one pass. Dude, that's awesome. Numbered out of 15. Oh, uh, how did it make you feel when you bought that? Dude, my, my immediate thought was if I had the power to design my own Met card, <laughs> this would be it. This would be it right here. Game worn, chunky, yeah. so many colors. Numbered oh, out of 15. David Wright patch, the Mets logo on the David Wright side. Wow. And it's only right that I, I got this card at Bleaker Trading in New York City. So, man, you want to talk about repping your city, this card, and the story behind it? It's the, it, For me, this is the perfect card. Oh, that is awesome. Wow. Good 45 bucks, right? We talked about how sometimes it's not the most expensive card. It's just like a special card that will make the night. Once I got that, I was playing with house money. Yeah, you're like on cloud nine. Oh, yeah. That, that's great, too, because, yeah, repping your city, often you can do it on a budget. You know, sure. even our, our buddy Tony, you know, at Cousins Collectibles, part of the Wolfpack, he's got Randall Cunningham. That's that's part of his PC, and he can do that yeah. very easily. You know, he can get some really cool cards of uh, one of the superstar quarterbacks of that time, you know, revolutionized the position, a lot of people would say, as far as a dual-threat quarterback, and he can do that on a decent budget. So another thing I wanted to talk about as far as, like, because this kind of goes into the PC – lane rep in your city is something that you know I'm, I'm rifling through my big wooden box of pc cards where i keep my 18 nicks autos and i'm thinking what else do i pc well i pc cards from childhood that i just think have like cool designs that are not worth really anything but you know it's like something cool to look at and great players and stuff like this like this uh Shaquille O'Neal going up against Akeem Olajuwon. Love and that. And this card is from 1994. It's called Paint Patrol. That's a, an insert that they had at the time. So, and, and I have hundreds of cards that are like that. But I also recognize that one thing that I think is a way to keep your PC alive and also, you know, pay respect to other people in the hobby is a lot of times people throw in extra cards, either to seal the deal or just because they're like, oh, we did a great deal. I had this the uh, literally today. A guy said, you know, the deal that you showed me for the Magic Flawless Auto and Dwayne Wade Flawless Auto that you, Jalen Brunson, assisted me on, which I really appreciate. You tagged me in the Facebook post. And he's like, oh, this was a great deal. Who's your favorite player or favorite teams? Let me throw in some extras for you. And that always goes into my PC which doesn't rep my city per se. I guess it does if it's a Nick Nick's card, but it also reps the hobby. It keeps that good feeling going to where, you know, you out of the kindness of your heart chose to add these extra cards. I'm not going to move these. First of all, they're probably not worth that much anyway, but it's like a nice connection that you have because somebody went out of their way to think about you. So like I, I was looking through my collection and I'm like, Oh, this is kind of cool. You know, like I have like a, a Larry Bird refractor, a Calvin Johnson game used jersey card, Drew Brees game used jersey card. And I have a bunch of cards like that. Uh, you know, just Larry Bird base cards from like the 80s and 90s that people threw in. And uh, just another way to rep the hobby. Like, the, I'm not going to sell those, or it's just going to remind me of the goodness of people and the kindness of people, not only in the hobby, but hey, listen, you know, I had a rough day. 
oh yeah, I remember, you know, I'm looking through my collection. I remember, man, that guy looked out for me or that girl looked out for me that one time, you know, and thought about me. And there is some kindness out there still, you know, that people uh, look out for each other. So I just want to throw that in because it's a nice positive aspect of the hobby that can add an element to your PC and just make you think about, I mean, it sounds corny, but make you think about humanity even in a different way. Like that person didn't have to do that, but that was nice of them. I mean, can we, can we end on that positive note? <laughs> that was so positive. I, I feel inspired. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I feel, I feel, I feel nice about, uh, you know, what we said. And then um, thanks for saying that. I also have some various Knicks rookies and, uh, Oh, I do have this cool Willis Reed. Check this out. I got this from my local card store here in Medford uh, from 1968. Oh, it's cool. Cause the green screen's keying oh, out. The I like that. Look at that. If you're watching on the YouTube, that's really cool. But uh, yeah, the, one of the, uh, they call them tall boys, you know, the extra tall cards. So that's kind of cool, you know, a cheapie for like 10 bucks. And why not all day? It's a it's a 55 year old Willis Reed card. Yeah, no, it's super cool. Like that a lot. Uh, last next card I'm going to show is a uh, 2009 incredible photography in this set. Yeah. 2008, 2009 tops Chrome. So this was the Derek Rose rookie year. I and vividly remember Westbrook, the top Westbrook, Chrome, Westbrook to Kevin Love, the tops Chrome packs. Were these yellow with Derrick Rose on the front? I swear to God, I remember like it was yesterday. But here's a Patrick Ewing orange refractor. Obviously, you got the Knicks color match. Amazing photography. And again, I don't have a lot of Ewing in my collection. But as far as repping my city and repping my team, how could I be a Knicks fan and not have some Patrick Ewing in my collection? He Ewing. was Ewing. the 90s Knicks. Yes, you need some Ewing. Slightly better than this card from the same set, the Danilo Gallinari, also orange refractor rookie from the tops chrome set um but yeah and I, and I have a ewing uh ultimate collection auto coming in I love that card. great card that you picked up yeah thanks bro you know how infrequently he signs so uh it's in the mail right now so we'll we'll show it off the next time and i've thought about collecting that set the 0304 ultimate collection but that's pricey you know because i already have the wade MJ's in that, isn't he? MJ, Kobe, LeBron, uh, a lot of the bird magic. That's a big time set, you know. So, uh, and I'll and I'll show the Wade here. Um, it, it's it's a pricey set. It's a pricey set. I have the PSA ten of the Wade Ultimate nice. Signatures yeah, nice. uh, rookie year. So, got the Ewing. So that'll make two. I don't know if I'll go down that road because that's a but kind of cool. We'll just have a, a pack. So far, you, had a, you had a nice couple ones. Um, I think that's uh, that's all I got for today. We definitely repped our good, city. Good, good quality card talk. I really hope you come away with this podcast, especially this episode. I feel like in particular, you're like, these guys have no agenda to like pump anything. We just love cards. And I think that very clearly showed. Yeah. I mean, if we have an agenda, it's just rooting for the Knicks, I guess. Like, maybe we're pumping oh. the Knicks. We're pumping the Knicks. I just, I just, I, I don't even have an expectation at this point. Like I want us to make it this far, that far. I just want this playoff run prolonged as long as possible. That is all yes. I just, it's all I want. Yes. And I mean, Hey, listen, you know, we got to get through the first series, but if we win this one, it looks like the heat might, uh, you know, beat the bucks there. 
because they're up 3-1 right now. Jimmy Buckets with that 56-point game. Incredible. Love love Jimmy Butler. Um, I just re-listened to his episode on the Knuckleheads podcast, hosted by Darius Miles and Quentin Richardson. So if you're a fan of hoops, I very strongly recommend you listening to the Jimmy Butler episode. They just reposted it yesterday. But other than that, it feels so good to be in the NBA playoffs. I'm fully, like, I'm all in on basketball right now. I can't get enough of it. We got the game on right now. Close one between the Clippers and the Suns. But by the next time you hear us speak next week, I hope the Knicks have started the next round of the playoffs. So go Knicks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, real quick, how do you think we're uh, we're playing so far? I mean, we're Incredible. up every one, but but it, I love that. It's always, you know, Brunson's going to do his thing and then it's going to be this guy or that guy. But there's like whoever that next second or third guy is, seems to rotate between RJ or Randall or Hart. Uh, we need a game from quickly, though. We need we need yeah. a big game from him. Yeah. Quickly well, well-rounded, playing really good defense. The, the home crowd is a real thing, so. Let's go. Let's go, Knicks. Let's keep it going quickly. We need it, even though his plus minus in the series is incredible. We need more buckets. Good defense, though. Exactly. So he makes a difference. But uh, Carmine, good chatting, good talking cards. Loved seeing all your Knicks autographs. Happy collecting. Rep your city. Yes, sir. Sounds good. And no matter what, we'll have Walt on the call. Yes, we will. All right. Peace.